All right, and we are live with Bijou Banter. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, today in the Zoom studio, we have some of the usual crowd and two very special guests. We've got me, Calvin Leslie, Orson Codd, Daniel McGregor Hoyer, and then the guests are Harry Westergaard and Tom Jackson. And we're going to be talking about two movies that are practically the same, but also couldn't possibly be more different. We're going to talk about King Kong versus Godzilla, the old 1962 Japanese movie. And then also the new 2019, or not 2019, why do I think it's 2019? It's Godzilla versus Kong, the 2021 uh, brand spanking new CGI awesome monster movie. And we're going to start with that one. It's directed by Adam Wingard, Terry, uh, and it's directed by Adam Wingard, and it stars Alexander Starsgard, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, and is a, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's about Godzilla fighting King Kong. What do we all think? I think it delivered as to what it promised. It's Godzilla versus Kong. And that's honestly all we want going into it. If you're going in expecting to like analyze the in-depth hidden meanings of like what the characters are thinking and like whatever, you're going to be disappointed. It's the wrong movie. That's not what you're here for. So it fulfills the promise of Godzilla and Kong just, you know, beating each other up. I do think the two weakest elements obviously are the humans. I think it's just painfully cheesy. Like it's not boring. It's just too cheesy for me. And I, this didn't need to be under two hours, I feel like. I feel like it should have been over two hours because this has been built up for almost 10 years now and everything just felt like really rushed. Just trying to be like, oh, we got to get Kong there. Okay, Kong's there now. And it's like, is what? Like, I don't know. It seemed like Warner Brothers really just wanted this to be as short as it possibly could with it making sense. And I, I just think that was a bit of a downside. But overall, it's pretty good when they start throwing down. Yeah, I agree with Orson. I mean, this movie just those live up to it, its expectations. I mean, the thing that um, probably I that is probably the best in the whole entire MonsterVerse thing, starting with 2014's Godzilla. Um, but I feel like it's really improved upon because I think the filmmakers behind this really understand what the audience wants. They don't want to hear he boring human characters kind of talk about their issues they just want to see Godzilla and Kong fight and it lives up to those expectations and even more near the end which I don't think I want to spoil here but it's an incredibly fun climax I really I just I just had a lot of fun watching it I really love the visual effects with this movie I really love the idea of the hollow earth and kind of understanding where Kong came from a bit and kind of on and kind of like that little axing that he has. And I really just love a lot of the fight scenes that have happened in this film. And it's just a really fun film. There's not really much else I can really say. Yeah, uh, going off of that, um, I kind of agree and disagree with the two previous points. Uh, I had a blast with this film, but I also think that for me, it's the Godzilla film that I've enjoyed the most um, since they brought him back in 2014. I think this is the one that like is the best approximation of the Toho style. I think that the kind of human to monster ratio is perfect. Um, and of course, like I love that they just let the monsters kind of fight uninterrupted there in the final act. Um, and I also love how it doesn't mess around. We get the monsters like, um, you know, right at the beginning and they're the main focus of the story. Um, and I, you know, I'm always a CGI skeptic when it comes to these. I, uh, love the models, um, and the people in costumes so much more, but I think that here, um, especially Kong is allowed to be really expressive and characteristic. Uh, he really is, I think the heart of the film and they do a good job selling his character, um, through the CGI. Uh, and I also like that you can actually see what's going on in the fight scenes because a big complaint of mine with the uh, 2019 King of the Monsters movie was that every fight scene was at night in like some rainstorm um, and you couldn't really see what was going on. But uh, the fights are like really clear and tangible here, um, which I appreciated. And I actually enjoyed the human stuff. Um, it's not quite as fun as Skull Island, but I just loved how pulpy the plot was. Um, and I loved how much just like ridiculous sci-fi, uh, you know, uh, ideas were like thrown around and delivered by these actors with kind of um, the utmost seriousness. Um, 
I think if I have any nitpick, it's that there's maybe too many human characters given the amount of screen time that the humans have in this film. Uh, so I would have maybe like nixed a couple of those plot lines since so much of the focus is on the monsters. Um, but overall, as like a you know huge kaiju fan, um, I just had like a huge smile on my face um, for the whole like last act. So um, this kind of over delivered for me. I loved it. Um, I going off what Harry was saying, you bring up Skull Island, and I I think that is the high watermark of this franchise because. It was. It's funny. It's a little bit tongue in cheek. It's this. It's this kind of exaggerated creature feature, um, with kind of with this like impressive verticality to it. Um, I really like that movie, and and that was the last one that I saw before this one. Um, so I was slightly disappointed with um, Godzilla vs Kong in the sense that I didn't. It, the script is really sluggish, um, you know, and the the performances across the board. It, are kind of half-baked, um, you know, like picking up the paycheck kind of um, um, performances, I think, um, which is a shame because I think I think Skull Island, for example, is really enlivened by a, a cheekiness and a, and a tongue-in-cheek kind of fun. Uh, but this is this was a little serious and, and, and kind of a little, the palette was, you know, kind of dark and it, it, it I, I just didn't have quite as much fun as, as, as for example, Skull Island. Um, but I, but on you know on the plus side, um, the action series uh, sequences are coherent. I think uh, Adam Wingard did a good job with um, with all of those. Um, I think King the Monsters was a, uh, a little frenetic, um, but I think he brings it back to a really uh, clean and coherent. Um, fight scenes which work well and are thrilling. Um, I agree with Harry also about Kong. I really like Kong. Um, they do a great job uh, with the kind of expressiveness. And I think that's um, really enlivened by, actually the, the one the one thing that really did work for me was the relationship with the child. I, I, I wish that I knew the um, actor's name, um, but that I thought that was an excellent, uh, that was the really only human element that worked for me. Um, and it was tellingly wordless um, because yeah. So that, that's, my, that's my initial thoughts, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, just FYI, the actor's name is Kaylee Hollow. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. And she was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, really good. In terms of my initial thoughts, I think um, I absolutely loved all the action scenes they were exactly what I was looking for. And we're going to talk about spoilers because we always talk about spoilers on Bijou Banter. Uh, so if you're watching this, if you're just scrolling fa on Facebook and you see this live, I apologize horribly. But um, they picked a winner, which I was very worried they weren't going to do because like in a similar film, Batman and V Superman, they kind of pick a winner, but not really. And it's not like a satisfying fight scene at all. It's just kind of like, it's just kind of a fight. But here there is an absolute definite winner. And that winner is, of course, Godzilla. And it's just such a spectacular scene. And I was so looking forward to Godzilla whooping Kong's butt. It was awesome. And everything with the action is well done. The humans, once again, they spend way too much time setting up the fight. And they spend way too much time getting there. The humans in general were just, like, I didn't care about Millie Bobby Brown's storyline at all. It just kind of felt weird and almost like it was giving a voice to strange conspiracy theories because this one guy was constantly ranting about apex cybernetics and how they were creating this horrible abomination. But he would also rant about like Roswell and fluoride in the water. And it felt like a strange political take from the film. And then everything with the center of the earth, I thought was cool looking, but it distracted so much. And I felt like if they had just given us like a whole like if the whole second half of the movie had just been Godzilla versus Kong, I would have liked it a little bit more instead of trying to tease us a little bit at the beginning and then set it up. Uh, but going off of what you said, Tom, uh, I want like, is this the high watermark? Is this the high watermark for anybody else in the MonsterVerse or is it something like Skull Island? I, I agree with Tom and Harry. I think Skull Island is just quite a fun film. I remember seeing that at Man's Chinese Theater in LA and IMAX and that was just 
such a fun experience because that is like a great grade B horror monster movie with, you know, I love those kind of movies where like they get a stellar cast, like character actors and like A-listers and they just kind of pick them off. And I think it was nice to see Kong again, but I guess an issue was it'd been so long since we had seen him and he was great in this. I just kind of wish maybe there had been a second film just to set him up a little bit more because I rewatched a couple of clips from the film before we joined the, uh, the zoom. And like the movie starts off with somewhere on Skull Island and then it's not really on Skull Island. I'm like, Oh, well, how did they get Kong there and stuff? And maybe they explain it. I don't remember, but just kind of a little bit of a refresher would have been nice, but I think this is definitely the second best film of the series. Godzilla King of the Monsters was good. And I don't really care to revisit the 2014 because it's pretty boring. Yeah, I mean, Skull Island, I think, just had its own personality to it because it embraced the time period it was in and kind of also had its own style to it. I mean, this one, even though um, Weingart did a pretty good job directing this, and apparently, I think there's been rumors that he's doing a Thundercat, a Thundercats reboot or something, um, but he, do, he does a good job with um, what he's given and, you know, trying to, you know, expand this world a bit and kind of expand the origins of Kong and of Godzilla, but really, we didn't really need some of the origin stuff, but, but it was interesting with the Hollow Earth stuff, um, but Kong Go Island just definitely had its own personality to it and just embraced what it was, because I remember, like, watching it, and I know audiences reactions were kind of mixed, but I think over time it's definitely gaining a following. And I think a lot of these films are gaining a following. I mean, the MonsterVerse has been a pretty big thing ever since Godzilla and King Kong jumped on the silver screen. So I feel that this definitely was a bit overhyped, but I still, say it's it is really satisfying to watch it it's just that it's doesn't have like the little signature style that i think kong skull island did yeah i, I kind of agree with that um i think this is definitely the one that i've enjoyed most other than skull island like they're kind of on par for me just because i think the monster scenes are so good in this one um and again, like I, I do have some nitpicks about the human stuff, but I think I generally enjoyed it more than a lot of critics. Um, I don't know. I just love how they're like shooting for these like really goofy, like high concept ideas um, that are just feel so pulpy. Like um, I kind of think the Godzilla series, at least when it's not like, you know, political, like the first one or Shin Godzilla or even Godzilla versus Smog Monster, I think is kind of at its best when it's doing these like absurd pulpy sci-fi ideas um, in the human scenes. And you get that with like the uh, hollow earth stuff. That's just like, um, I think as out there as any of these have been, um, it kind of brings to mind, uh, you know, Terror of Mechagodzilla or Godzilla versus Biolanti, which are like two of my favorites from the old films. And they have just these like insane um, human storylines that are almost as entertaining as the monster uh, stuff. I think that, um, I personally maybe would have wanted some of that to be fleshed out a little bit more though. Um, I think I wanted a bit more with that kid maybe. Like I said, they're sort of juggling too many characters. I actually liked the Brian Tyree Henry um, stuff. I just impartial to him um, and I, the goofy kind of like um, band of conspiracy theorists sort of reminds me of Godzilla 2000. So I like how it's sort of like taking together all of these um, elements from the other films. Uh, and I also like, you know, um, I know Orson said he wanted it to be longer. I love that it's like under two hours because all of the old films are under two hours. And I think a monster movie should be under two hours, but I think that it's almost um, trying to do too much in those human scenes um, for a movie of this length. So um, again, to bring it all back, I think that maybe more focus there would have made it as good as Kong Skull Island, um, in my opinion. I'm, I'm curious, I, if you don't mind me asking a question, what, so you, did you guys not like 2014 Godzilla? I'm, I'm just surprised to hear a, 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 a sense of hesitation about it because I really, I thought that was an excellent film. Um, I thought it was stylish. I really, I love Gareth Edwards uh, and all he, all he does. The, Stuff like the halo jump sequence, I thought they, they did good stuff with the kind of verticality of 
Godzilla. So did I mean? I'm just curious as what you guys think. You you seem slightly less enthusiastic. The jump sequence I actually think is one of the best scenes ever. It's like straight out of a horror movie, in my opinion. I just remember watching that movie when it first came out, and I was just a little bored with it. I've revisited it a couple times over the years, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's entertaining, but like, it's just not one I really ever cared to go back and revisit, just because it just is a bit slower than I'd like. And it's Godzilla, but he feels like a secondary character in his own movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of agreeing with Orson. I mean, I'm seeing it back in theaters, and this is something that is meant to be seen on the big screen because I like how Edwards kind of has a bit of a perspective, like a human perspective when you're really close to these monsters, and especially the jump sequence when they're like jump when they're like dropping by Godzilla. It's a really cool. Is a really cool idea. I really like how they really change the perspective on it, but I think as with most of the Godzilla films, maybe apart from the first one, the characters are just not that interesting. Um, and it kind of dragged out a bit. And obviously they were using Brian Cranston as like a big marketing tool for this because Breaking Bad was ending its final season at that time. And it's like, Walter White is with Godzilla. And it's like, okay, but I've, I don't hate it, but I just don't think it's that memorable. But I do like the filming. I do like the directing behind it. It's just that the story just didn't, the story or characters just didn't grab me that much. Yeah, I'm very much in the same boat on that one. It's probably my least favorite of these newer films. Just, I do think like he knows how to shoot the monsters correctly to kind of like um, get their scale. Like I think there's one part at an airport where you see like Godzilla's foot come down through the window um that's very well done uh there just weren't enough of those moments and i know that in some of the older ones like i think godzilla versus monster zero he's in it for about the same amount of time as he's in uh in the 2014 one but the stuff between uh, all of the monster scenes um i just thought was really boring and like uh the tone was just way too dire um and we spend so much time with like the um soldiers but there's not really any like through line to the plot, which maybe is kind of what they were going for, kind of like an observational thing. Um, but I don't know, it it didn't really work for me. And I, I'm not necessarily opposed to the series, like going in that more serious direction, um, you know, like Shin Godzilla or the original, but I just don't think there was as much of like a um, concept or idea behind it. So it ended up just being kind of a, a dirge for me personally. I, uh, I have to pretty much agree with what everybody's been saying, but I think everything that they did with Godzilla in that movie was absolutely spectacular. The bit where he just completely eviscerates a Muto by breathing into it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And that's one of the complaints that I have against Godzilla versus Kong is that we've seen some really creative Godzilla stuff in the past. And it feels like they did some creative stuff with Kong with like giving him the ax and stuff, but it felt like Godzilla the whole time was just being consistently nerfed just because I feel like the director kind of knew if he wasn't nerfed, Godzilla would just win automatically. But like he uses his breath laser a lot, which is cool looking, but after a while it's sort of diminishing returns. And it just, I don't know, Godzilla didn't feel like the main center of Godzilla versus Kong, which I mean, makes sense, Kong was. But also they didn't do anything particularly cool with Godzilla. Now Mecha Godzilla, on the other hand, they did some cool stuff with. Something I didn't, I was expecting and I was let down by with this was, you know, you look at Captain America Civil War, Batman versus Superman, and you know, it's Captain America versus Iron Man, Batman versus Superman. There's really two sides you can be on of like, you know, who's right and who's wrong. And in that story, the opposing side is the villain. I just really felt like in this, you know, minus one Mechagodzilla shows up, which was blatantly obvious that was gonna happen months before the movie even came out, was that Godzilla was just the bad guy. It was like, oh, you know, unless you're a diehard Godzilla fan, you're really just gonna side with Kong, which really kind of sucked because I wanted to like pick a side whereas like okay maybe from Godzilla's perspective Kong is a bad guy but it really just seemed like they were just trying to make Kong or uh, Godzilla evil which was a little bit of a letdown to me. I mean it's a tad bit predictable when you think about it because we obviously know what what it's gonna be nobody's gonna necessarily win this battle because it's I kind of predicted that they're just gonna team up and fight Mechagodzilla that's that was all I thought of like okay this is going to be built up as a fight and they do fight throughout the majority of this film. But you know that there's going to be a bigger threat with Damien Bashir as this 
Bob Iger type CEO trying to like, you know, I want to make my own Godzilla and, and obviously backfires on him in the end, but it's pretty obvious that that was going to happen. I'll never but- forget that Mecha Godzilla was taken down by a kid and a flask of whiskey. That was just, that was a little weird. I kind of felt like that was just a cop-out, save Martha kind of moment. I'm not sure it was quite on save Martha, but it was a little ridiculous. Uh, But I will say about your, like, I forget if it was you or Daniel who said it, but someone said, like, there wasn't really a winner. Like, they teamed up. I think it was you, Daniel. They teamed up and sort of took on Mechagodzilla. But one of the things that I respect the most about this movie is there was a winner. There's that whole scene where Godzilla just stands over King Kong and is like, I won, and then starts to walk away. And the movie is extraordinarily predictable. I had it spoiled for me by Funko Pop, of all people, that Mechagodzilla was going to be in this movie. But even if I hadn't, I, like once they showed the eye, like Mechagodzilla is going to be in this movie. Uh, and one thing that I wanted to mention as another critique is, Tom, I'm really glad you brought this up in such like an elegant way of saying it too, the like verticality of Godzilla. I rewatched Shin Godzilla recently and they shoot Godzilla to make him look really big. And same with the original Godzilla. But here they look kind of big when the humans are involved. But after that, they just kind of look like normal sized things stomping around in tiny cities which is weird because in the old days it was normal sized things stomping around tiny cities and they somehow looked bigger and it's one of my complaints with it is that it could have felt more epic if they had just shot it in a slightly different way which is slightly annoying to me but it's a minor complaint at the end of the day i agree with that actually i think that's what I'll give Godzilla 2014 the most credit for with what Gareth Edwards did i think he made the scale of Godzilla the best. Whereas, you know, you can kind of discount Kong Skull Island because he's a baby in that. But like with King of the Monsters and with this one, they're like running so fast when in reality, they'd probably be like moving slow. And like, when you see them in like the hollow earth, like everything else compared to like Kong is like humongous. And I'm like, what is like the scale of this? Because then when they're in Hong Kong, you know, they're taller than the skyscrapers. And I agree. I just felt, think that felt all over the place. And if they'd done it just a little bit differently, then it could have made it so much better. But when they would like not be in places where there were like things that were like close to the size of them or smaller, it just completely took me out of it. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I'm not alone there. Uh, one thing that I wanted to bring up was um, uh, this movie. Oh, shoot. What was I saying? OK, uh, one of the things about this movie is like you have to wait so long for the fight. And I was wondering if you guys felt that that either like brought tension to the fight and brought this sort of narrative through line that like coalesced really well at the end and if it was worth the wait or if it should have been sort of a more sprawling fight throughout the entire movie i'm personally not really that bothered because you get that initial fight scene like pretty early on and then we spend a lot of time with like the monsters or at least with kong i think um before they start fighting near the end and then like once they start fighting um to me at least it felt like it was just mostly that um, for the second half and then Mechagodzilla came in. Um, So I didn't really have a problem with it. I honestly think if you're gonna do this um, as in the original, uh, you should kind of introduce both of the monsters first and then uh, have them get together and fight. And it had them fighting like uh, pretty early on. So um, that's not a complaint of mine personally. Okay, yeah, but I don't know. That first fight to me was a little bit disappointing just because, like, it showed everything that the movie could be, like, right there. Like, it was so awesome, and Godzilla was fighting Kong. And then they take this really long, I want to say almost like an hour break. It wasn't a whole hour, but it felt like it, of them, like, infiltrating Apex cybernetics or them going to the center of the Earth, which looked cool, but I felt didn't add a whole lot to the movie just because, I don't know, I was really disappointed with all the center of the earth stuff. It just like, it's such a cool concept to have gravity doing all that weird stuff. And it felt like it was just sort of tacked on to this movie and now no one can ever do anything cool with it ever again. Actually, my biggest problem with the center of the earth stuff was that they were fighting all of the, these like generic Skull Island monsters. Cause what I would have really liked 
is if they had brought in like some more of the old Toho ones, like, you know, maybe throw Ghidra in there or like Rodan or Mothra from the last movie. Um, you know, that that's my biggest thing. Cause like to maybe tide you over for the bigger fight, you could have seen Kong like, you know, fighting some of the other monsters. And I know Toho's protective of their rights, but I see what you mean too about like um, maybe withholding it a little more would have like made those like scenes when they get to like, um, fighting later in the movie like more impactful um. i don't know how true this was i didn't read the article but i saw a headline from a, a news source i follow on twitter that said toho required that when they like sold the rights like they gave their permission for godzilla to be used for this they said he had to remain emotionless in this i don't know how true that is but you know that i wouldn't be surprised i will say though there's a scene that really it was weird. It didn't bother me and it didn't like alter how I think about the movie. Godzilla straight up smiles in the third act. I don't know if anybody else caught that, but he straight up smiles. And I thought it was very out of character and it was funny, but it was a little strange. When did he smile? He like hits Kong down or something and like they're like zooming into Godzilla and he just smiles. Yeah, it's in the third act. Fair enough, I suppose. Fair enough. I don't know. I thought I kind of liked it when he smiled. I mean, I can't really remember it, but it didn't distract me. So I guess I liked it. I don't know. I feel like if he smiled, it was a little tongue in cheek. And I like it when monster movies are just a little tongue in cheek because they are giant monsters fighting uh, throughout throughout the world. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the human to monster ratio that Harry brought up. Uh, because I still feel like and I have this problem with all the old movies too. There's always too much humans. Like it always feels like they don't have two hours of a monster movie. So they throw in like the center of the earth movie or the conspiracy theory movie, or like in the original Ghidorah movie, there's that whole plot line where the princess falls into a wormhole and gets like news from space or whatever it was. And I was wondering, because Harry, you said that this hit it just right, but I still feel like it's just a little bit off. And I was wondering if anybody else felt like that. I think, yeah, I, I don't mind. I think, yeah, it's a delicate balance in these movies, I think, um, getting the human to monster ratio right. And I, don't, I didn't have a problem with the ratio. I just thought the writing was so poor uh, and the, the characters were so poorly drawn um, that it was a chore. I, I think if we had a, a more fun, um, yeah, a more fun, better writing. Um, also, I thought was interesting. I, I love Brian uh, Tyree Henry. I think he's fantastic. Um, I didn't think he was best served by the script in this, but I also thought is what I found most interesting about him is like, this role, this trope of a conspiracy theorist doesn't feel like safe anymore. Like it's kind of a strange, I, I thought it was kind of strange. I know this is a little off topic, so, but I just thought it was interesting that we have the kind of madcap conspiracy theorist and you're supposed to root for him and stuff, but like with the state of the world and recent like news, you're like, actually, I don't, I don't, that's, you know, it's more dangerous than it used to be. That's an um, interesting way to put it. I never thought of it. But yeah, overall, I, um, overall, yeah, 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 it's just interesting. But yeah, I thought, I thought with a better script um, and more committed performances, I didn't think the ratio would be a problem. But um, for me, that was. The I agree with Tom. I don't think that plot line with Millie Bobby Brown, Julian Dennison, and Brian Tyree Henry was good at all. I thought it was just so bland and boring and it was just, it wasn't funny. Like when they tried to like throw in the comedy and stuff and like Julian Dennison's hacking or whatever and Brian Tyree Henry's like, I thought you were this hacker. And he's like, I only download movies. And I'm like, that's not funny. That's just like trying to be like MCU funny, which it's not. And you know, that humor is kind of getting old a little bit too with like MCU stuff. So it just, I liked the stuff with like the girl, that was fun. I wish there was a little more background with that, but if they had just gotten rid of like the Kong or not the Kong, the Godzilla team of people, I don't think it would have been that much different. It just felt like they had to have them there because it was a mashing of the, the two characters. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Um, I think throughout the course of these movies when you compare Godzilla and Kong, Usually it's Godzilla, not Godzilla, King Kong characters that seem to be a little bit more interesting 
than Godzilla characters. Um, I mean, obviously, like God's not like the monsters themselves, but the human characters. And because I remember, like, I was a little bit more intrigued with Kong's stuff than I was with Godzilla's stuff because at least the character, character-wise, because I don't know, Millie Bobby Brown's character doesn't seem that interesting to me. I mean, they tried to make her interesting, but she's just, she's just your typical like teenage girl that's kind of smarter than most people think but it doesn't really bring much to the table I mean Brian Tyree Henry I would say was a little bit more interesting um but and then again he's kind of like subjected to like this comic relief and Julian Dennison's character is just they try to give him a point but there's just no point to it. I mean, I understand why they're there. You want to figure out, okay, what is Apex actually up to? And obviously trying to build up Mecha Godzilla, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't intrigue me. I mean, the stuff with King Kong stuff, like at least when it's not like focusing on the Apex type stuff, I found it to be more interesting because Alexander Skarsgård actually gives a pretty decent performance, even though his character is not really focused on that much. And Rebecca Hall does a pretty solid job as well. Um, and the little girl, like the, I think that's probably the best human character throughout this movie because she, and not the fact that she doesn't talk, but I feel like there's a connection to, her connection with Kong is pretty strong. And I feel like if they can kind of, but then again, the movie is more focused on the fight than it really is the human character, which I think I actually give a lot more credit for. But yeah. Yeah, I'm just happy that it like nailed that ratio, I think more than anything else. But I would agree with Tom that I think uh, even though I on the whole like enjoyed a lot of the human stuff more than everyone else, um, I think that they could have sharpened some of the writing there I actually had some of the same thoughts too about like the role of the conspiracy theorist in 2020 like a lot of what he's like talking about is of course like so absurd and it's about Godzilla that it was like sort of easy for me to separate but I was also having conflicting thoughts because at the same time I was like this is a little like too close to having like you know a QAnon person as like your one of your heroes or something um so yeah I I kind of had some cognitive dissonance there um, I think what I said at the start still applies that I think if they had um, maybe like eliminated some of these characters because it just felt like there were so many plot lines going on because you had all the Kong researchers there was another like um, you know baddie there who like wanted to take stuff from you know hollow earth uh, there was the mad scientist there was you know the Sarazawa uh, character uh, the person who was related to Sarazawa and there were all of these like conspiracy theorists. It's like, I, you know, would have maybe wanted to eliminate some of those plot lines. Like, you know, even though I kind of had some fun with it, maybe we didn't need to like return to Millie Bobby Brown and her dad and Brian Tyree Henry. Um, but above all, like, even though I don't think it nails the human stuff quite as much as Kong Skull Island, um, I give it props because uh, it wasn't as dull as the stuff in King of the Monsters for me, which just like I was completely like um, unengaged in like every human scene um, in that one. So um, a definite step up, but I think it could have been just a little bit better for me. Absolutely. Unfortunately, we're almost out of time for the new Godzilla versus Kong. So final thoughts. I think it's exactly what I wanted it to be with like the monsters fighting but when it came to like the human stuff that was just lackluster it was just very bland and like over the top cheesy when like i don't think it's the cheesy that it needed to be with this kind of movie i wish you know maybe it had been a little bit longer like I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if like i'm gonna go at least 10 minutes at most 25 minutes was cut out but they'll never say it because with you know recent movements they don't probably want to be publicizing that but i think you know I hope this will, there will be a continuation of this universe and maybe one day we'll see like, you know, the matchup again against like Pacific Rim. That would be kind of cool. But, you know, I think for where it stands right now, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, it's just a generally fun movie. I can't really think of anything that I hated. I mean, the human characters, of course, are just very underwritten. 
But then again, with like most of these movies, the characters have never really been the focus. It's always just been the monster fights and it does live up to what it promised. It's Godzilla versus Kong. So I can't really think of anything that is horrible about it. I mean, I feel like that there is a lot Oh, you're gonna like whoever comes in and just watches this film is gonna get what they promised, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I kind of came in like with my expectations low. I was kind of like, you know, if this is like just a little better than King of the Monsters, um, which I, I on the whole thought was like, all right, um, I'll be impressed. And it just for me like over delivered so much like on those like monster fights, especially in the third section. Um, we didn't really talk about it all that much, but I think all the stuff with Mecha Godzilla is also great. Um, and I love seeing like Godzilla and Kong like tag team to fight him. Like that felt a lot to me like Godzilla versus Megalon or something. So um, that just like filled me with joy. And, you know, even though I could like nitpick a lot of the human stuff, as I was just saying, um, ultimately, uh, I thought that this was like um, Godzilla as like a big, you know, uh, blockbuster movie, um, kind of in the best way possible. And I haven't like been um, dissatisfied by a new release personally um, in a long time. And it wasn't on par with Skull Island, but I also liked the uh, like random like Holly's needle drop that it ended on too. That was <laughs> kind of funny. Um, so yeah, a uh, thumbs up for me. Yeah, I, I kind of came into this discussion really with a kind of negative impression of the film, but I think the more that we talk about it and the more that I think back on my experience, I, I, I enjoyed it. it. It is fun. Um, you know, as, as all of us have said, I think the, the writing is a bit of a drag. Um, and I think as, as Calvin was saying, I don't think it has the fun play with scale uh, in the cinematography that Skull Island and the 2014 Godzilla had. I don't, not quite as much. We didn't get quite of that same sense of scale uh, with that. I thought it, a little plain in, in terms of the action sequences, but coherent enough to be, you know, kind of exhilarating in their own right. So yeah, I actually, you know, it yeah it does what it says on the tin. It's a Godzilla versus Kong movie. Um, and yeah, I, I, yeah, I liked it. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10, it was originally a seven out of 10, but it gets two points for uh, one, having Godzilla win because I was really on Godzilla's side, even though the narrative was like, you should root for Kong. I took a step back the whole time. I was like, no, I want Godzilla to win. Uh, and it also leaned into this sort of fighting game aesthetic. Like the opening credits ends with this sort of like NCAA bracket where Godzilla won one side and Kong won the other and it's them going up against each other. And there's a sort of Mortal Kombat style fight opener shot where Godzilla's on one side and Kong's on the other and there's just this moment of anticipation that's really good and just for those things uh it gets the extra points it gets docked a few because I always hate the human characters in these movies like they've never managed to, the only ones that have managed to do the humans right are Shin Godzilla and Pacific Rim just because they know to focus literally everything exclusively on the monsters and the personal relationships whatever as long as they're focused on the monsters it's fine uh, but yeah, those are my final thoughts. And now we're going to move on to the old Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, Tom, if you want to stick around, that's fine. But I know you didn't have time to watch it. So if you want to hop off, that's okay, too. It's entirely up to you. Yeah, I have a, a little bit of grading to do. So I might I might head off. It was, um, it was really fun to chat. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah. All right. Uh, and now, with just the students, we're going to move on to King Kong versus Godzilla, the 1962 Japanese release version, the one that's not even on Criterion Collection. Uh, it's about what it says on the tin, uh, except it's a little different because Godzilla reemerges, but a pharmaceutical company wants King Kong for like a feature on its television network or to be a mascot or something. Uh, it's directed by Ishiro Honda and stars uh, Tadeo Takashima. Mi Harna and Akiko Wakabayashi. I'm sorry if I butchered any of those, uh, but the human characters don't matter much. It stars Godzilla and King Kong. Uh, what did we think? Okay, I'm gonna try and be as nice as possible, but I think this should be retitled to Snooze versus Born because I was not entertained at all. Like, 
I was, I was really trying to like keep my attention going. You know, I didn't watch the American version. I watched the, the original version, which, you know, everyone said was the better one. How worse could the American one be? I just, this isn't a bad movie. I think, you know, probably when it came out at the time, it was really fun to go watch and see, but just, I don't know. I feel like what it set out to be Godzilla versus King Kong was literally the last 12 minutes of the movie, which was already like, you know, an hour and a half or something. And I, that was just such a disappointment, but I will say that. The one scene I did really like is when the classic meme scene of when, you know, King Kong picks up the tree, shoves it down Godzilla's throat. That was actually pretty funny. I, I rewound a couple times because I was laughing pretty hard. But other than that, I, I was pretty bored while watching this. This is something I feel like I would have saw on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, it's just one of those movies that I feel like I don't, the guys from Rift Tracks are just beyond. They're just commenting on it and making fun of it because that it definitely has that quality to it um because i honestly had a blast watching it because it is dated but i feel like it's just i'm having fun with how dated it is um because i mean obviously like the monster costumes don't look that realistic they just look incredibly fake but i had fun with it i really had fun with it and I just couldn't, I mean, I just couldn't help but laugh throughout this entire movie. I mean, the whole pharmaceutical plot is kind of hilarious. And even when they had the American actors and Godzilla pops up, that is kind of hilarious to me. And honestly, I kind of wish there is an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 that actually talks about, that actually makes fun of this movie, because I feel like it just works and works its way into that. And yeah, I just had a blast watching it. I mean, by standards of a movie, it, it's not that good. Um, but I do feel like that it definitely has that mystery science theater quality to it that I feel like I just can't help but enjoy. Yeah, um, I actually had a really good time with this. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. It was one of the first ones I saw. And so I was a little worried that it wasn't going to hold up and... I also personally am not the biggest fan of when Ashiro Honda is doing these because um, he knocked it out of the park on the original, but you can just tell as it goes on that like he doesn't want to keep making Godzilla movies and you know the human plots are really boring. I think the two Ghidra ones especially suffer from that. But um, I actually was um, kind of uh, impressed by how much I enjoyed this one. Uh, the monster scenes are of course great. Um, I think that there's just such an expressiveness and character to these old costumes that always wins me over, like compared to the CGI, um, especially King Kong in this. He just looks like so like raggedy and rough. And um, I love that like derpy look on his face that he always has and the way that the actor's just always kind of stumbling around like a drunkard. Um, you know, he's like, a, you know, drunk on that berry juice, I guess. Um, and personally, I thought the human scenes were pretty decent too. Um, uh, I don't know. I liked the whole kind of lightly meta, um, element of like this pharmaceutical company kind of wanting to sell, uh, Godzilla and Kong fighting. Like, I thought that was, um, kind of fun. And the one guy who kind of plays the head of the company gives a very high energy performance. Um, and yeah, there were like, um, more monster scenes even than I think I was, uh, than I remembered um, in the first act. And that final fight is just an all-timer. It's just full of like so many great moments, um, you know, like Godzilla, Kong throwing the rocks at Godzilla and Godzilla swatting them away with his tail or the tree or um, Kong randomly like being an electric conductor just to kind of give him a bit of an edge over um, Godzilla. Uh, which actually some fun trivia on that is that it was, I heard, supposed to be Frankenstein um, in the King Kong role, um, which would make sense because Toho also did Frankenstein movies uh, like War of the Gargantuas. But um, yeah, uh, this isn't like one of my all-time favorites of the old series, but I still think it's a blast. Um, yeah. I thought this movie was pretty fun. Uh, first of all, Daniel, how dare you diss the old Godzilla costumes? They are flawless in every way. Um, but it it did suffer from not having a lot of King Kong fighting Godzilla because it is really just the 12 minutes at the end. And there's one scene that I thought was done really well, though, 
at sort of in the middle where they sort of face off against each other for a little bit and they like dish out one or two blows and they're like we'll fight later and I thought that was really good for building up anticipation and I wish we'd gotten something like that in the new one just a little bit more instead of just direct to the punching a little bit more like oh yeah this is really cool and it's Godzilla versus King Kong uh the plot line with the humans is about on par with the rest of them it's like fine it's funny though as you said the guy in the uh the pharmaceutical head role was hilarious and just giving it his all um oh what else was I gonna say and I do like in this one there's not really a good guy like Kong is kind of the good guy but it's just sort of two kaiju that are going about and destroying Tokyo or destroying the Japanese coastline. And then they just sort of meet up and they're just like, I don't like you. I don't like you either. We're going to fight. And I really appreciated that just on a sort of level. Also, uh, I like the sort of homage to the first Godzilla where they try to stop both of them with electric conductors and they're like, or with electric lines and Godzilla breaks it and Kong breaks. It, and you're like, okay, they're on equal level. Also, uh, a little note, I did see an homage in the new Godzilla versus Kong where Kong tries to shove his axe down Godzilla's throat, much like the tree, which I thought was a particularly nice touch. But I thought this was pretty fun. Although I do wonder if there's a point to watching it now when the new one exists, if that makes sense. And I was wondering what you guys thought of that, just because I feel like the new one does Godzilla versus Kong so well that I'm wondering if it's worth it to go back to the old one. Honestly, I think it's worth it. Um, it it just lives up to what it has, and plus, like, there's apparently it had a lot of influence over movies that used monsters. I'm in some scenes, like apparently, Pirates of the Caribbean two had influence in the octopus scene, which I found to be pretty fascinating because I think that's the thing about like Godzilla and Kong movies is that there is an influence that there is an influence over future monster films that it has. So I feel like it, it is worth watching. I mean, I had a fun time watching it, maybe because it's just the cheese of it. Um, but I do feel like it is worth watching, especially considering that this one came out, the new one came out, and I feel like watching this one, you can kind of see it has some nods to it. And I think that that's what makes it enjoyable. That's fair. I, to be honest, though, I'm not sure if there really is. I mean, it is an enjoyable film, but in terms of a definitive King Kong versus Godzilla fight, like the fight in the, I love the kaiju fights in the old ones, but they always do feel like two people in rubber suits sort of running at each other, which is really fun. But it never, like what I really like about the new ones is it feels like two kaiju are fighting on screen and it feels like Godzilla is punching King Kong. Uh, and I feel like with that in existence, it's sort of hard to go back and watch a similar fight, but just where, where it's just not as sort of intense and as punchy. And I feel like it's a little bit different from King of the Monsters, where there's still definitely a reason to go watch Godzilla versus Ghidorah, just because the King of the Monsters movie was kind of iffy and I didn't like it much. And the old one still has like a solid monster fight and it's all these old monsters coming together. This, I don't know, this one feels a little bit different and it feels a little bit like there's a less of a point. Yeah, I I could kind of see that. Um, I think you have to like go into these old ones, like you have to like really, and I say this even as a fan, you have to like really kind of adjust your expectations or go like, uh, you know, okay, I'm gonna watch like an old Godzilla movie and kind of um, prepare yourself for like the pacing um, and what the fights are gonna be. Um, and again, I'm saying this as somebody who loves them. And I, I think there's still a point to see this if you want something that's like kind of a different flavor um, than the new movie. Because if you come uh, to the new movie expecting these kind of like um, really intense, like clear fight scenes between the two monsters uh, and you'll get that. And then if you come to like the older one, maybe wanting something that's like more of just like a campy romp, uh, I think this will definitely deliver. Because um, for me, what I love so much about that final fight scene is it's just comedy gold. I mean, uh, it's just like so ridiculous. Um, and it's like built up as this like huge um, climactic fight between these two cinematic titans. And they're just like throwing rocks at each other and shoving trees down their throats and making faces. Um, so yeah. Uh, I don't know, like if you want something that's like maybe more laughable, um, I would say 
this one definitely still has a value though i will say like um again as much as i love these suits they are like maybe even more like low budget i think than you would expect um from one of these like especially the kong one looks a little rushed um so i do think there's merit to seeing it rendered um with the new technologies as well uh, even though i'm a suit boy forever i i think daniel said it best because i was thinking the same thing too when i was watching this i was like this would be a great episode of mst3k because you know it just has that like cheese campiness to it and i think you can watch the new one by yourself and you can have a blast with that if you know what you're going in for whereas i feel like you have to kind of watch this one maybe with friends so you guys can all like laugh at the screen or like make jokes like, oh, that looks silly or oh, that's stupid or whatever. Because, you know, maybe it's my fault for watching it alone on my phone, sadly, where I was like, well, it, it's okay. But yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it, it's just a, it, kind of what Harry said too. You have to like lower your expectations when going in because this was made, you know, way before anything with like Spider-Man or Star Wars was even invented really for the big screen. I also think it kind of works better if you go in like, I'm going to watch one of the original Godzilla movies that happens to have like King Kong in it instead of like, I'm going to watch like King Kong and Godzilla fight. Like if that at all makes sense. Cause to me, I enjoy it more as just like, this is a above average, like Kaiju film from the sixties that has like a certain iteration of King Kong in it. Like, and under those like very specific ramifications, I find the movie to be highly enjoyable as just like, you know, kind of some peak uh, 60s kaiju action. Yeah, I should say, uh, just to sort of expound, or not expound, but clarify my original point. I am a big fan of the original Godzilla movies. I love them. I just like this one in particular feels, like you were saying, Harry, I think it does help to go in without thinking it's King Kong versus Godzilla because I went into it a little bit like that. And by the end, I felt a little disappointed. I was also spectacularly disappointed because King Kong supposedly won somehow. There's no alternate version that everybody thinks exists where Godzilla wins. And I wanted to do the Japanese one specifically because I thought Godzilla won in that one. But no, it's just King Kong who wins. No, the differences I think are more so in the human scenes. And I know Orson said, like, how could that possibly be, like, more boring? Um, and to me, like, what I like about this one is they kind of get the human stuff out of the way in the beginning. And it's also, like, other than, like, when they get onto, like, um, whatever the island's named, uh, you know, other than that, it's mostly, like, broadly comedic, which I really enjoy um, and kind of satirical. Uh, but the human stuff in the, like, um, American version is just like all white dudes. It's like that scene on the submarine, if that was like all of the movie. Um, and I remember like seeing it as a kid and like uh, just being like spectacularly bored um, by it. So uh, yeah, it, it, it could be a lot worse. I did think the scene where like Kong, like, you know, drank the berry juice or whatever, and you know, he's passed out and then like the Islanders come over and they start like doing the dance or whatever. I thought that was actually pretty funny because it's, it's not one you really need to take too seriously. And you're like looking at these people just like playing this crazy music and like dancing in like really exotic outfits just in front of a giant, you know, ape. And I thought that was, it just worked for what it was. There wasn't anything like that in this new one, which I kind of wish there was, but now seeing that, you know, they were doing it back in the sixties, it's pretty funny. I will say, though, I think one of the best parts of this movie is around that time when King Kong fights that giant octopus. And it's just like, sorry, I froze for a second there. Uh, hopefully the Facebook Live is still going. Uh, it is. Thank goodness. I'm going to click record, though, just in case. Um, at any rate, uh, I think when King Kong fights that octopus, it's just such a good fight scene. And there's something about it that feels, I think the fact that they probably horribly unethically used a real octopus and just kind of put it on some models and then had King Kong fight it. Like something about that was really spectacular to me. And I think it was even better than the final King Kong versus Godzilla fight. Even though I do enjoy that from a comedic standpoint, like this, there was actually some sort of, like there were stakes and it was well shot and well edited. And it felt like King Kong was fighting this giant octopus. And when it grabbed onto his face, I thought it was funny. I don't know. I think that was probably the highlight of the movie for me was when King Kong fought an octopus, which says something when the movie is called King Kong versus Godzilla, but I don't know. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to talk about, we're almost out of time, but 
I'm going to ask one, one more question, uh, which is uh, the old Godzilla movies, uh, for those of you who don't know, are in the Criterion Collection, and there's this really gorgeous set that's like the 19-something or other Toho collection that's like $100, and it's awesome. But I was wondering if these old movies sort of have more artistic merit than the new ones because the new ones like aren't in the Criterion Collection and for obvious reasons because the Criterion Collection has a very specific mission statement but is there sort of more artistic merit to the old Godzillas than the new Godzillas? I think there kind of is I mean just because it's face it, the new ones wouldn't exist without it um I mean there is a certain type of charm to them that like carries with like this very campy charm to them that I think a lot of the new ones, like they try to, they try to take it a little bit more seriously. Um, and it's like, it's a monster movie. And I think that's why I kind of appreciate about the new Godzilla versus Kong that it kind of knew that you're expecting Godzilla versus Kong, you know, Godzilla versus Kong, you're not expecting anything else. And I feel like with these old Godzilla films, they just have their certain charm to them. And they definitely just a bunch of like filmmakers just really having fun doing this. And so I feel like there is some merit because I think without these films, there wouldn't be other monster films or other things and visual effects that would work without these. And yeah, I mean, I think I really, I really think that there's a lot of merit to these. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's it's really hard to say like which has more artistic value, um, you know, because like if we're talking about like which ones do I personally enjoy more, it's definitely going to be the older ones, and those are the ones I always like come back to and revisit. Um, and I also think that you know, as Daniel said, uh, these are like kind of the quintessential uh, monster movies. I mean, all of the Godzilla movies are kind of like where a lot of the cliches that then went on to like define the Gamera films and some of the other spinoffs that Ashiro Honda did. Um, so I think for that reason, um, they're definitely important. And for me too, um, I, I can't stress this enough, but I just love all of the work that's being done with like miniatures and, you know, people in costumes in these movies. I mean, there's just so much artistry on display there. And I know, of course, like there's a lot of like, hard work that goes into um, creating the CGI stuff as well. Um, but there's just something about like the world that these movies create uh, always like brings me back to that mindset of like being a kid. Um, so for me, uh, I think that's my take kind of on the merit of these films as they stand in the Criterion Collection. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna have to cut the discussion short a little bit because we're almost out of time. So final thoughts on 1962's King Kong versus Godzilla. Which I don't think it's like the worst thing I've ever seen. I just thought, you know, I went in having high expectations. I obviously didn't expect, you know, it was going to be anything like the new one, but like the fact that like the end battle was just the last 12 minutes was a little disappointing. The human stuff for me, as always, is just kind of lackluster, just very bland. But like, I did like the octopus fight scene. That was very fun to watch. And the scene where like, you know, Godzilla or gets the tree shoved down his throat by Kong. I thought it was very funny. And so it was nice seeing that. But yeah, I, I do want to revisit some of the ones before this, obviously more of the classics, but just as it stands right now, I think it, it's okay. It just can't be fun. I can't really say anything else about it. And um, just something, because I feel like when you compare it to the new one, it's kind of unfair because I feel like this one probably had a lot more inspiration for the new one. Um, but it's just a really fun film. And like, like me and Orson said, it just has that beautiful MST3K quality to it that, you know, I kind of wish there was an episode of them really commenting and watching this movie because it just deserves it. And it has, it's a, just a really fun, campy romp. And I can't, I don't know, I might actually like watch it again just to enjoy it. Yeah, um, just briefly, I uh, agree. I think that this is like not one of my all-time favorites of the old series, but it's an above average, like older kaiju movie. Um, I have fun with the human stuff. 
Uh, I like kind of some of the broad comedy there. And then, you know, in the monster scenes, you get some of like my favorite moments of the whole series, um, especially from Kong and Godzilla at the end when they're fighting. Um, so, you know, uh, I think it's really enjoyable, good campy fun, and it's kind of a must see at this point, um, if for no other reason than for that, like, all timer of a final battle. Um, so thumbs up from me. I have two different ratings for this movie. My rational rating is it's campy fun. Uh, it's last fight is a little bit anticlimactic in my opinion, but going into it, knowing that it's not King Kong versus Godzilla, but Godzilla versus giant ape creature, uh, I think works a little bit better. Uh, and I'm gonna give it a solid six, seven out of 10, somewhere in there. But my irrational mind gives it a one out of 10 because Godzilla lost King Kong somehow won after tackling him off a cliff and it made no sense. And I was extremely upset by that for like an hour because Godzilla clearly had him on the ropes. He was using his radioactive breath and ugh, it really, mm, it pissed me off that he lost and I just, I can't stand it. So I have two ratings for this movie. Uh, but that'll wrap up this episode of Bijou Banter. Uh, thank you to both of our guests, one of whom isn't here right now, but thank you to Harry. That was awesome. Uh, and tune in next week where we talk about, or tune in next week if you want, where we talk about Bad Trip, the new Eric Andre movie, and Concrete Cowboy, which is a new Netflix movie that looks pretty interesting and I'm very excited for it. But I've been Calvin. I've been Orson. I've been Daniel. And I've been Harry. And we will see you all next time, possibly again in live format. So thank you and bye bye, y'all.